Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is episode 156. Today I wanted to talk about a struggle that a listener wrote into me with. She wants to, she's having trouble with getting her kids to help out around the house. And she's unsure how to go about getting them to help out. And so I've heard this from, a, from many parents. How do you get your kids to contribute? And I think that it's important to raise them with a spirit of understanding that the family unit is made up of more than just mom or dad or mom and dad, whoever's whoever the adults are in the home, it's made up of more than that. It's made up of the kids too. And in order for a unit to function well, all members of the unit have to contribute in various ways. And having that be the spirit of your home is very important to help your kids understand that that's the spirit of your family. And so when the kids are younger, they can do things like picking up their toys or hanging up their jacket or putting their shoes away or setting the table or cleaning up after dinner, maybe putting their dishes in the sink or maybe putting their dishes in the dishwasher as they get a little bit older or doing various chores around the house, sweeping up, emptying the trash cans in the bathroom, um, when they're old enough and strong enough to pick the trash bag out of the the kitchen can if it's bigger, you know, once they're strong enough to pull that out and carry it outside to put it in the garbage can outside, they can contribute in those ways. They can start cooking. They can start mixing, pouring, um, doing the dishes. They can help with laundry. When kids are younger, they tend to be more enthusiastic about helping out around the house because they like little kids generally love learning new things they love feeling big and old and grown up they love learning how to fold towels and how to put away the dishes out of the dishwasher and windex the the window or the mirror or the back door they love these kinds of things because it helps them to feel big It helps them to feel big like their mom or their dad or their older sister or brother. But as they get older and more capable, (laughs) 
that novelty generally starts to wear off and they're not so motivated to do that because they don't have that desire to feel big. They're already big. And so then it becomes more about, well, okay, I know you don't like to clean up your stuff. I know you don't like to do the dishes. I know you don't want to do your laundry, but it's important to contribute that you're contributing your part of the whole so that our family and our household can run smoothly. And this gets into chores, which is a very challenging issue for some families. And I don't think there's any one right answer when it comes to chores. I think different, I think different things work for different families and different kids even. And I think you have to figure out what works in your family. Try a few different things out. Talk with your kids. Just experiment and see what works. Some kids, especially when you have multiple kids, some kids might want to have like this is this list is my list of chores. This is what I do. But then other times siblings might want to change up their chores and switch it up once in a while. And I actually think that overall switching it up is probably a better idea because then you're giving them exposure to learning how to do different tasks so that they're more prepared for adulthood. Part of contributing to the household, the running of the household, is practicing learning how to live on your own. And that learning how to be a functional adult should be a goal of ours in the back of our mind, sometimes in the front of our minds, as parents from the day our children are born. Now, most people, if you ask who just who ha- are holding a one-day-old, aren't going to be telling you about how they're preparing for them to turn 18 and leave the nest. Because, especially because a one-day-old needs so much care. They're so incapable of anything. They need us 24-7 to feed them, keep them warm, keep them safe, change their diaper. I mean, they need everything from us. They can't do hardly anything by themselves except cry to get their needs met. So it's not necessarily something that all of us parents think about from the moment our children are born, but it's something that we should have in the back of our minds always. It's just that important. As they become 10, 11, 12, giving them tasks and responsibilities that will prepare them for adulthood is vital. It's vital. One of the things that my parents did not do for me, of all the amazing, wonderful things that they did do for me, and I am so blessed and so lucky and so grateful to my parents. One of the very few things that they overlooked or didn't cover with me is money, managing money. And so when I went to college, I didn't know about managing money. I had a part-time job for the last two years of high school and I saved my money and I spent some money and stuff like that. But saving money or a percentage of my money was never a really strong focus of our conversations. And when I was a freshman in college, I opened a checking account. It was the first checking account I had ever had. 
And I didn't even know how to balance a checkbook. I didn't, like, I had to mess up a couple times to even really understand the concept of it. So I kind of learned the hard way and I stumbled my way through it and I eventually figured it out. But kids need to learn how to do all of it in preparation for adulthood. They need to learn how to clean the house, how to cook meals, how to do their laundry, how to pay their bills. They need to learn how to advocate for themselves. If they need directions to some place, they need to know how to ask a stranger or an or a a worker of a place, can you help me find whatever? Uh, how many of you who are listening to this have ever had a situation where you had to call the cell phone company or the cable company or the gas and electric company or the mortgage company or the credit card company or the insurance company? How many of you have ever had to make a phone call to a customer service agent to get help with a problem? Our kids need to know how to do this. And yes, they can stumble through and figure it out as adults, but how much better are we preparing them for adulthood if we give them small opportunities to practice that when they're young, when they're still under our wing, when they're still growing up? So we can let them order their food at a restaurant and if they have a problem with their teacher or they need a question answered, Instead of us emailing them, they can go to the teacher themselves and figure it out. And we can encourage them and we can let them know that we have faith in their ability to do it. Even if it makes them uncomfortable, even if they're not sure, we can encourage and stand behind and cheer them on to do it themselves. And be ready to guide them and help them. Maybe we have to have a role play a conversation so they have an idea of how to conduct themselves. But it's very important that we always keep in the back of our minds that we are preparing our kids for adulthood. So when going back to the original question that the listener asked me about, how do I best prepare my, or how, sorry, how do I get my child to contribute around the house? Making sure that you have strongly in your mind that you're preparing them for adulthood may give you the inspiration and the ideas and the fortitude that you need to make that a priority in your life and in theirs. And of course, if you have any questions or you're not sure, just reach out to me. I help parents with this all the time and I love to help. I love to see parents and kids working well together, loving each other, respecting each other, And just enjoying being a family. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Parenting is is definitely hard. I'm not going to pretend that it's not. It's definitely hard, but it's so rewarding and it, it should be fun. There should be joy in it. It's not supposed to be this long, drawn out, exhausting, miserable experience for you or for them. And there are ways to make it fun and joyful and rewarding for both of you. So if you're unsure or you need help, feel free to reach out. I'm always here. That wraps up today's show. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a fabulous day for yourself.
That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.